a podcast by Neutral Voices Media Group, NV in depth. Welcome to Neutral Voices. I'm Dr. V, and this is In Depth, where we dig deep in the trenches of what matters. Tonight, we're talking about community resources and why they are necessary today. Mm-hmm. Are they necessary today? Unfortunately, are you yes. taking advantage of the opportunities today? That's how I look at community resources. In, in ways, yes. Mm-hmm. yes Opportunities. Ways. A lot yeah. of times people look at community resources as a crutch or something that's set aside for a particular group of True. people. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I like community resources. One of the things I think is missing in our community right now as we get ready to talk about it, I would say would be um, help for the elderly. Yeah. You know, yes. sometimes when you see elderly people trying to get to yes. and fro, and I just be thinking... We need to help them. That's true. You know, or what about with technology now? Yeah. You know, I think about that. I'm really concerned about that. Yeah, I've never so, viewed that. But, yeah, they do yeah, need that because a lot of and, things and you, Especially are, as I'm getting close to it. Yeah, because um, <laughs> as we, they were said uh, from Brightpoint last night, a lot of their things are online now. Mm-hmm. And if they're not that technical savvy, you know, they could be missing out on some things that they could be benefiting from. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that, Jill, you want to say something? No, I was just going to okay. add... Um, Quickly, that I was actually thinking the other day with the the housing market the way that it is, with people not being able to afford the the cost in rent. And when we say someone is on a fixed income, obviously we're all on a fixed income, but Mm -hmm. the majority of us who are not elderly have the option to go and supplement. So I was thinking with the housing market, you have a lot of people right now, even right here within Mm -hmm. a few miles of us, who are living in squalor because the places they are renting maybe doesn't have appliances or et cetera, but they have been there for 30 years, you know? So the yes. elderly tolerate a mm. lot more, too, as far as, like, abuse or discrimination. That's right. Mm. So That's right. That's right. I said that, so it just it mm-hmm. triggered that. So That's right. So um, before we continue, let's talk from a historical perspective because there was something, so way back before mm-hmm. we had community resources. I mean, what, what started it? Well, there's always been some kind of community resource, Um if you go back, you know, I'm just going to go back to World War One. Okay. You know, they had, you know, that's when really the food stamps came out and they had rations, they had bonds, they had things that would help people because the men were going off to war and they were leaving families here and the families had to take care of them. But what we're looking at, like um, it was spoke last night that Miss Brookshire spoke about, um, the community resources really became prevalent in the 60s and mm-hmm. falling into the 70s. Because uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson was the president at the time, and he had an initiative that was called the War on Poverty. And that um, set a lot of things in precedence that started, you know, focusing on the Medicaid, on the food stamps in a greater sense. Um, Head Start started under that. So these were the community's resources that started historically under that. So would you say he he initiated a lot of those resources? or He brought them more prominent. Okay. Let's let's say that he made it more prominent because, you know, he was looking at, you know, how can you reduce poverty in the United States? You know, uh, we'll get into this later, but it was like give people more stuff or more, more resources and that'll bring poverty down. 
But, you know, as we see today, we're still in that same boat looking for some of those things out. Right, so when you say war on poverty, so I just want to kind of break that down. Why, Why that term? Why was it considered I don't, I a guess war they wanted to attack uh, to attack it, you know, in a sense like the war on drugs. They thought that they were going to fight it to, you know, eliminate, eliminate it. it. So, yeah. That's they, what I was going to say. Didn't eli- they so, didn't eliminate it. <laughs> so we're in a war we're still fighting against that same, poverty. Yes. Somebody's playing on that side Correct. too. Correct. But so we, it don't seem like we're winning. No, we're like, not doing we're too not good winning. right now. We're not winning. Okay. And, and you have to look at it from the standpoint of if you look at any war that the United States has been in, Mm-hmm. They stay for years, years upon years. So it's the same thing. They use the same type of strategy on the war on poverty and the war on drugs. So we still fighting that same war. If we fight a war and there's no solution to it, then what's the point of fighting it? So, Jill, with all of that being said, and we have done all these things to try to win this war and to alleviate all of these different challenges that we have been facing, what do you think is going wrong? What what do we need to do to, to make some changes happen? So, I mean, putting putting things into place, I, I think, is, you know, not a bad idea. But with the mindset of we are going to address the root of where this is coming from, because you can have umpteen million resources, but the issue is it's also a focus on prevention, you know, how, mm-hmm. how did we get here instead of, okay, when you fall uh, victim to poverty because of X, Y, Z, this is where you go. Instead of, why are you falling victim? What exactly. is X, Y, Z? So I, I want to start out by saying that. And second, um, I want to start out with some statistics. Okay. So in the late 1950s, the overall poverty rate in the U.S. was approximately 22%. In 1960 which is kind of the era that you were talking about, mm-hmm. because I believe that that was in the early 1960s. Yes. Um, there was a 19... No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, let me go back here. I got a little ahead of myself. Hold on here. It's okay. The, uh, so, so first I want to address um, the huge fall in the poverty rate. So that's where I was going there. Throughout the 1960s, after some of these resources and programs were put into place, If you're looking at the statistics, because that brought in 1964 um, Medicare, Medicaid, Mm -hmm. um, some other programs that were listed. At that point, the poverty rate was 19%. So, obviously, it did drop a little bit because of those resources. But Go go, go, ahead, ahead, because I want to... I got something to go with that, so finish your point. So, going a little bit further... The, and these numbers are actually from the Pew Research uh, from the census, so I will put that out there. Uh, these programs, like I said, are, are put there for you know a reason, for a resource. But when I was looking at the statistics, when you ask what the barriers or what the challenges are, mm-hmm. generational wealth, which we're going to get to, um, in, in this case... Everything points back to that as far as why the poverty rate, if we're talking African-American, if we're talking about black people, per se. Mm -hmm. um, And obviously, that's not something that was addressed in the 1960s when these programs were put into place. So just to put it in perspective, Forbes, for example, there was an article on generational wealth. What do you think the number one, um, I'm going to call it, situation that creates generational wealth was? Slavery. Well, I mean, as far as like... Uh, home ownership was the number one. What could black people not own 
back in the times. And, and not just that, but today. Yeah. There's still 20% more um, black than white being denied for home loans. 51% of all black people who go and apply for a, um, a home improvement loan are denied. Mm-hmm. So if you trace that all the way back to home ownership, and that's generational wealth. Correct. Not just that, but if if your father leaves you a bunch of land and he passes away, you're good to go. You leave that land. It, it goes on. But let's say your father was living below the poverty line. There was nothing to hand to you. So not only when you become an adult do you not have anything inherited, but now you're more than likely taking care of your parents financially as sure. well. Sure. So, right. yeah, I mean, we there's a lot of numbers, a lot of statistics, but the point is, right. poverty-wise, we're not in a much better space than we were then, but if you look at the stats, I mean, it says that we are. Okay. And Clarence. Yeah, I only wanted to go into that because, you know, and he said the war, you know, they stay in the war for a long time, but then there's a condition or a masking mm-hmm. of actual things that will change the fact of, you know, what poverty is. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to look at what happened in the 60s. Um, there was a revolution of welfare. I mean, a re-revolution of welfare going into the 60s and the 70s. And so you had the Medicare, you had the Medicaid, you had all of these give me programs. You know, that's when, and I don't, I know we talk about this a lot of times, you know, that's when the free cheese and the free food mm. and the free peanut butter. Mm-hmm. You remember they were giving mm-hmm. giving these foods? So when they were giving them out, so people weren't, you know, per se spending more. So it seemed like that the money was staying within the households, was staying in the community, but you were giving more, which set us up for where we are a lot today. That's one of the barriers. When you give, when you condition people to Turn sit on. and mm-hmm. wait mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. and not go and get. Okay. That changes so. the focus and that changes the operation and that changes the mindset. Right. Okay, now you right. now, okay. So now you're going down the street that I want to go down. So I love everything that Jill sh- shared, and I don't want to put poverty on a culture, a race, right. or a people, but I want to look at it on a, broad, a, a broad, yes, yes, broad, a very, very large scale. Right. So when we talk about a war on poverty, let's look at it as. Um, the the crisis, the government, the the different things that was going on that continued to right. cause this to, right. to be a factor. But right. so with that being said, and moving forward, let's so yeah, history that made a big difference that mattered. That's always going to matter. It, it was what it was at that time. But let's move into right now and even in the future. Right. So looking at things, can we be real mm-hmm. and and look at what we do? on a normal, everyday basis, or what we don't do. And talk about why are we, and this is what I was talking about, why are we in poverty? Why do we deal with it? Why do some of your cousins do some of the things they do that cause them to continue to live a life of poverty? And I can put myself in that position and say, okay, maybe I haven't hit rock bottom, but sometimes you look at some of the things you do and you say, if I continue to do what I'm doing, I could easily find myself in a bad place. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. And we even talked about last night about some of the people that do need housing assistance. Mm-hmm. How did they get in that position? So when I'm asking a question as far as we're in a war, the battle is real. Right. 
we 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 armored up. Mm-hmm. We all we all know, Christians. Mm-hmm. We armored up. We ready for this battle. Right. But what is it that we still continue to do that keep us in a poverty state? And you said mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that thought, can we take it from yeah, there? And, and I can go with that. First of all, you know, um, let's look at poverty because, and I, I've heard this and I've been trying to find it, but I heard um, recently that poverty is a billion dollar a year business. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Business. Poverty is a business? Yeah. How? It is. Think about it. Okay, that's a can of worms, so make sure you... I, I got a can of worms, but okay. think about it. <laughs> you got a I can got of worms. I want you to uh, open that let, up let, and let, then... Let's just go, let's okay. just go with one area and okay. then we can move on. Okay. Let's go with the criminal justice system. Okay. That, that keeps a lot of us down and keeps mm-hmm. us impoverished. So I get arrested for DUI. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. DUI. Several DUIs or shoplifting. Something simple. Mm-hmm. You think it's simple. I can go do my 30 days. I'm good. But you got to think about it. They put me on probation. When I get on probation, what do I have to do? I have to pay okay. fees. You have to pay for everything. I got to pay fees. Mm-hmm. I got to pay for a lawyer. I got to pay for If I miss my probation fees, they're going to relock me up. You know, it's, it's, it's a cycle that they, they go for the lower income, the more impoverished. Think about it. It's more tickets given on our side of town than anywhere else. I got stopped the other day. But I just got pulled over because my license plate light was out. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, how important is that? It's important, but I'm just thinking. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was this thing, and then I, you said I'm not gonna give because I was like, man, I don't, I don't, I'm in my car and I don't look at the back of my car <laughs> at night. But he was like, okay, so I, you know, I, I won't give you a citation, but next time you kick it. So I'm thinking, how important? But these are the things that you know. Then you got. Um, like child care, you know, I got to work in child care. Then it's these things. So it's a business because think about all the things that we that are not in the upper echelon have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So and you yeah. said it keeps causing us to yeah. fall yeah. short and then we end up in yes. poverty or et cetera. And, and is it, can we still connect that to mindset? Yes, I mean, we can it, connect it, that to mindset. And I was going to go with the mindset. The mindset, one of the things is because we indulge in too many things that okay. are not beneficial for us. Uh, okay, boom. That's why well, I, I wanted other, you to go we'll there. See, yeah. Claire, here's the other part about, you know, your mindset. And you 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 wanted to move past the past. I, I do, because that's where I was going. You can't. Well, well, no, no, no. Not from that. I'm saying because we only have so much time to okay, cover well, all can, of what okay, I need to. I and yes, you can go visit there, but yeah, come on back. You said we want to move past the past. Mm-hmm. We can't move past the past because of simple fact the the property started in the past. Of course. So we like she said, we gotta start at the root, the root. That's how we get past poverty. You gotta look at the Great Depression. We never came out of the De- Great Depression, even coming into the sixties and seventies. And that's one of the reasons they had all the <clears throat> the uh, uh Lyndon Johnson came up with the war, war on, on poverty on poverty. We never we still in the Great Depression. And we it's just masked. And it's masked heavily because of some fact, like Clarence said, it's the little knick-knack things. One of the biggest things is you can't get a house. I have to rent a house because, okay, my I can have a 740 credit score, but they're going to say, well, you had this in the past. So they hold our past against us so we can't move forward. Okay, so, this, you know, I said the word blame, and so you just kind of opened 
this up for me to talk about this. So you're saying that, but okay, so that's the isolated situation. No, it's not and an I'm isolated saying, situation. No. <laughs> it is not an isolated situation. I, I get it, but for it's, sake it's of real, this conversation it's, tonight, it's real conversation. <laughs> for sake of us staying in the flow okay. and so we can get through this and help the community. What I'm saying is when I say that, I'm saying there's a a group of people, a group of people that would definitely agree and say yes because maybe they feel like that. And maybe they they are looking at their credit score and saying, I got a good credit score, but I'm still not getting ahead. But I, I challenge those people, even yourself thinking-wise, to say, okay, what is it that I am doing or I am not doing? Or what is it that I continue to do that may even be causing a problem or causing me to be in need of some of the community resources. So that that's going to lead me into where, where I want to go because I know our time is going to run out, but I want to get into the home a little deeper and look at some of the generational trainings and, and mindsets because we talked about it that may be causing us to continue to rely on community resources. So that's the only reason well, I'm Well, if you would have let me finish, out. if you would have really let me finish my, well, whole, my whole point, <laughs> instead of cutting me off because you want to go to somewhere else, but the, the one of the biggest part of also is the removal of the man out the household. And okay. it's not just blacks. Right. It's across the board. Absolutely. So right. if we keep running to these resources that say, okay, hey, Jill, you can't have a man in your house. I mean, one of the biggest things, and I looked it up, the the, uh, the disparity is if you look at the two-parent household and you look at the one-parent household, mm -hmm. and it's so crazy where the two-parent black and brown household makes half of a single white one, person. Yep, I and and yes, so I that. that's, that's, that's a big gap right there. That that could and be. Then, that's the big. That's a big gap. So if I'm removed from out the household and I'm not being stable because you got to go to some of these resources, how's that helping anybody? Not just blacks, not just white. Yeah. Anybody. Right. That's and true. let's let's be clear. We're not talking anything about black or white. We're talking, We're talking clearly about. So let me just remind everyone. We're talking about community resources. Right. Right. So I want us to focus on what we're actually talking about. Right. And, and, and so with that, and Clarence, I'll let you talk. So, you know, as far as the poverty, whether it's, you know, history or whatever, I do want us to be clear about how we can help our people. Correct. And we want to educate them correct. about the community resources in even our city. So, so let's you, continue to move forward so we can get there. But, but you asked a question of blame, and you ask about yes. a culture of understanding. And it's unfortunate, and I spoke earlier, that, you know, we when they started giving, they, they set a condition or mindset or thought that, okay, you have a grandmother on welfare, then you have a mother on welfare, now you got a grandchild or a mm -hmm. daughter or a son that's on welfare. It's a trickle down. And they're never taught how to navigate away from these right. um, community resources. And he was saying, and he did make a point, we're taught to gravitate or be anchored in. Um, when you can't, when you can't um, afford food, you go to the good food stamps. Uh, you can't get your rent. You go get on Section 8. You know, you're, you're already trained. And, you know, and, and there are people that, you know, they're generationally teaching their kids, you know, 
well, you get on, you have a baby, you get on Section 8. Yes. You go do this, you go do that. So it's a mindset that has been planted and has been cultivated mm-hmm. that now they're there, so we might as well use them because Correct. they're there. So that is one of the things that we, we have to take ownership of that. We're not trying to gravitate away from them. We're running towards them. And the more we run towards them, that's why they're still needed. Is because we won't let we won't let them go, and mm-hmm. um, and we uh, we don't change our mindset to think that maybe I could try to do something. Try, maybe I can but... make it work an extra job. You know, I know these things are you know are outrageous in price and things, the prices of everything today. But if you find you can find a way to become self sufficient if you really want it to. Right, and that's what I'm saying. All commute. All when I say community resources. I'm just not talking about a helping hand from that perspective. I'm thinking about the things that you can do to help yourself. So let's just, you know, real clear, and then I'm going to go to to Jill. The YWCA is Mm -hmm. a community resource. So different shelters or, you know, an agency that provide education and training Mm -hmm. is a community resource. Resource. Right. A lot of our not right nonprofit organizations yeah. are Center. community resources. Yes. So I want to make sure we're not just thinking of the welfare yeah. and food stamps, etc. And housing. There's so many other community resources is where true, I'm trying true, to get us to that, broaden our conversation for yeah. sake of our community and, and, and educating this hour so yeah financial literacy too is is something that not just our community but all communities lack and when you talked about resources uh we all were at the um the onv bright point classes so Mm -hmm. that taught you know things that some people thought oh well this is so simple and elementary but those things that we think are simple and elementary are massive in terms of having that resource in our in our community. Yes. So ONV and, uh, you know, we, we try to be that resource. And the issue is, though, when you think of resource, I think of a, a reference point. So something you refer back to, not something that you and I'm going back to the the 1960s or the program still in place. If your car breaks down be today. You are, your first thought, your mindset is going to be, okay, I need to take this money out of savings. And if it's not there, I need to go to the bank and get a loan. And if it's not there, I need to go to my dad. Like, that is your mindset. Mm -hmm. The problem is the savings, there is no savings account. The the self-reliance, the the self-sufficiency has went out the window because we now are we as a people rely on the government. The government's your daddy when you're when your mm-hmm. you know rent needs paid. The government's your daddy Absolutely. when they're telling you if you get a job and better yourself, we're gonna take away your rent money. So the government is your is your daddy. That's your it, everything. That's right. And that's good. And Clarence, I'm gonna let you go. But so when you say that, so that's what I'm talking about. So when I say mindset, let's say mind shift, mm-hmm. because sometimes even your daddy may say, I cannot continue yep. to enable you yep. mm-hmm. by giving you right. money every time. Correct. Because maybe there is, maybe there is something you're not doing mm-hmm. that's causing you to be in this state. So yep. from that perspective, we can't always rely on daddy. That's true. Okay. And, and one of the things, and as you spoke, one of the things, the training, and, and you are correct, community resources. And I don't know if they still have it, but I think it was um, Job Corps. Job Corps gave disadvantaged people of all age, sex, color, that you could go to Job Corps and you can get a training. You can get a skilled train 
and you can be, I know they had like culinary arts, they had, you know, construction, they had mechanics. I don't know if they still do it, but there, there was yeah, a time. Have job do they still have job yeah. corps? Mm-hmm. But you, you could go and you can learn a trade and it was free. And that that was a help up and not a handout. And you know, and the way you were saying, too many times, and, and Jill hit on it, too many times we want a resource to be a handout and not a help up. Yeah. But there are those resources as you stated. You know, they 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 get educational trainings, they do different many things mm-hmm. um, that will be able to help you better yourself to move yourself in a situation. Right. Instead of sitting like like you say, waiting for the mm-hmm. handout, utilize the resources that can enlighten you as well instead of just the ones that can take care of you. Yes. Opportunities out there that you can move forward and you can change your mindset. Mm-hmm. You just got to want to get out there right. and do it. Right. right now, so before we uh, conclude, I do want E to touch on the wealth gap. So we keep hearing about the wealth gap from all angles. So E, speak to the wealth gap. The wealth gap is, I just explained most of it, but the biggest thing about the wealth gap is the, is the house. It's the house, mm-hmm. it's the two parent to one parent household. So one of the 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 housing put like this the two parent household is don't form don't, I mean do form the more substantial amount of money. So when you got when you broke down to a one parent household and that parent got work two or three jobs just to move forward and try to have a little something without changing their mindset. Because they all they they are in survival mode. Mm-hmm. That's one. That's one. One of the biggest things about the wealth gap is is it's survival mode. It's not no point that this person is not working, but they strictly in survival mode. Being in survival mode, what you gonna do? Do what you right. But do. there's specific barriers. Right. So what other barriers? So outside of the father not being in a home uh, or two, a person not barriers, having two parents, etc. One of the biggest barriers is <clears throat> single household. Um, unable to get loans, uh, health insurance, life insurance. It's just a generational wealth, understanding how to provide for a generational wealth. Like I said, if I'm renting a house and I've been renting the same house for 25 years versus I should have been yeah. paying that mortgage on that house, now I can't. I have nothing to leave, leave my kids. I have nothing. I mean, it's, it's to the point where we don't understand how the Rockefellers got their wealth. And if we was taught how they got their wealth at a young age and understand the fact that we all get a a major insurance policy and put it in a trust and use that as our bank versus access for somebody for a loan, the gap would be closed. And another big thing about our wealth gap is instead of turning our back on each other, we need to face each other and spend money with each other. Okay. Like other communities. And, I mean, that's all the way across the board. Right. So do you think we can, I would say, can we we really play catch up? Can we close the gap if we look at why the gap started in the first place? So if we look at all of the free labor, et cetera, and all of the money that, other people. I, there think. will never be. Okay. Never okay. Close that. So, for 400 years. Uh, yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. We back. think it's possible to no. close the gap. No. And Clarence, you look like you wanted to say no. something about that and then well, go and, to and jail. With, with that, with the wealth gap, and, and you hit on that, you know, it's always going to be there because that it was set for day one. But now, 
we can generate our own wealth. Where he was talking about that, it's not only we got to learn how to. And Jill hit on it. We got to learn how to spend money. We got to learn how to save money. We got to mm-hmm. learn how to do these different things to be able to hold on to some of the resources that we have. That way, we don't need the outside resources. Again, but Eric is right. Uh, land ownership, you know, uh, business ownership, things like that that can generate. But we'll rather go spend more money buying, buying Nikes. Buying Gucci, buying Louis Vuitton. Back to mindset. Back to mindset mm-hmm. that we're not saving and you're not putting aside. So a lot of our, a lot of our reasons that we have to rely on, you know, community resources, good or bad, is that we don't we don't operate in a mode. I mean, think about it. We we got more ga- liquor stores in, this, uh, in mm-hmm. our neighborhoods, lotteries. I mean, we spend money on fr- a lot of and frivolous, frivolous things. Fun stuff. Fun stuff, <laughs> but it doesn't maintain us. Yeah. You know, so so that leads us to well, how do we, we don't, how do we how do we close how do we close the gap? But how do we utilize our community resources or how do we put ourselves in a position where we don't need them, but maybe we look at them more as an opportunity? Is there anything we can do? First of all, Use them to understand them or to help yourself. Like uh, mm-hmm. Jill said and uh, Miss Brookshire said, you know, if you, at, um, I said can I, but at Bright Point, um, they have financial literacy classes. They have um, other things to help. Yeah. Find out what in your community. Find out who helps you with job training. Find out who helps you. That way you can become self-sufficient. You can do these things. And it doesn't have to, you don't have to always use the handout uh, community services. You can use the ones that can help you up. And I don't think we really, really tap into, as you can tell by our conversation, not many of us tap into mm-hmm. the help up community service. We just focus and look at the handout community service. And that's what I'm saying. We're too busy looking at it from a negative perspective. And the library is an awesome community resource right. that I take advantage of all yeah. the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot of things, and I know we don't have time to get into that. I wanted to Jill, you're oh, going to add something. Um, so just for from your question, when you asked um, what can we do, is there anything that we can do? Um, I personally think that the the Head Start was so massive. Um, and and the, the same things that were going on then are still going on today. So I would say that it's, it's impossible to fill it, but maybe with an exuberant amount of uh, reparations um, to start – because the the amount of the head start I, I don't I don't think is going to be fixed with any kind of policy change or, or anything like that and as far as you're talking about the the spending so obviously consumerism materialism all of that does contribute to you know the wealth gap but how do you explain the fact that if your income is is coming up how is the wealth gap getting how how do you explain that it's simple as the, as the income, income comes up, up, you're paying four dollars for a gallon of milk. Prices go up. You're paying two dollars, yep. three dollars for a loaf of bread, and and I'm glad you hit on that. A great way to be able to not have to rely on community resources as a handout is let's look if the government regulated simple things, simple things. Mm-hmm. Childcare should not cost a family. Right. Thousands and Absolutely. thousands of dollars a month, not a year. Yes, right. a month. Child care. Medication should not cost people Absolutely. thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month, not a year. Mm-hmm. Food should not be as much as they get. They can regulate things that they want to regulate, but they're not regulating. And also, if they stop supporting everybody else but their own people, yes. Yes. if they, if put they more, want, well, yeah, the I mean, you word, have to look at it. Want. 
have to look at it. They are regulating when they're telling farmers don't grow so much crop. They are regulated when they're telling other... That's not regulating the prices. No, 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 no. They are regulating. They're regulating the prices because they're making prices go up. If you if if all of us farmers, and they pay y'all not to farm and pay me to farm, and we all do the same thing, they're regulating it because now the price is going up because there's a shortage now. Yeah. But, and then so when you look at that and you say... You know, let's talk about the government. What can we do? So some other things would be, and I think, Jill, you even mentioned prevention or intervention. Mm -hmm. So when we think about mental health mm -hmm. from that perspective or uh, them having access, have we, the community, having access to better health, right. things mm -hmm. along that line, parenting support. So when you mm -hmm. mentioned child um, child care, those yes. prices are outrageous. But what about in even youth development? Yeah. And so that's why, you know, when I said we have to look at our community resources mm -hmm. as opportunities. Right. So let's speak to this as we get ready to exit. In Fort Wayne, what are some of our awesome community resources mm -hmm. that we need to take advantage of that's, that's in our community? There, there's a lot. And um, as um, Miss um, Brookshire, if you have a child between the ages of, I think she said, um, juniors and senior high school, they can get into these programs called JAG. They teach mm -hmm. them job training. They teach them um, savings. They teach them a whole lot. Yes. Get your children in these things. Uh, she said she wished she started them earlier, like the mm -hmm. eighth grade. Push for them to start. Yes. Um, well, they got junior achievement starting in the eighth grade. Junior middle achievement. Um, you know. Um, J.A., that's one of them. This yeah. town, yeah. Yes. We, we, yeah, so see, Boys the, and Girls Club, that's a community of, here's resource. Here's another part of, that, of our children not being, having that. A lot of kids don't have the resource, mm -hmm. well, not the resources, but the, the parents to push them yeah. into that. That's that's key right there. You got to push exactly. your child to be, hey, I, you need to join J.A., mm -hmm. but then again, the parents don't know anything about J.A. because guess what? Nine times out of ten, they working their butt off. They they barely see their kids. So you have to understand the kid. We have to, as parents, have to push our child in a direction and don't give them options. Yeah, because how's Johnny going to sign up if he's eight if his parents aren't the ones yeah. pushing so, him to, to sign yeah, up? Yeah, we got to stop That's giving right. our kids options. You say, this is what you're going to do. This is what down. you need to do. Mm -hmm. And that, that leads me to a couple more because I would like to acknowledge even the Voices of Unity. Mm -hmm. um, great place to... To, to enroll your child. Yeah. That's another organization, the Jennings Centers. They mm -hmm. were just yeah. fighting to keep that. The art leadership. That. That's right, yeah. art leadership. So those places, and that's what I'm saying, we shouldn't have a difficult time trying to call these things out. They should be like boom, boom, mm -hmm. boom, right? Yeah. But we, we don't. A lot of times, because we're so familiar, when you say community resources, the first thing we're thinking about is... Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, but that's not, mm -hmm. that's, that's not what... Our focus is, that's not and so that's the that's the reason why we have to have panels like this and right. discussions like this, so that we can understand and be educated that there's a lot of community resources available in our community, in all communities. Yes, and so from a financial educational perspective, young people, mm -hmm. single people, it doesn't matter. There's community resources out there available for you. Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Big Brothers, tons. Big Sisters. Yes, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. So 
listen, we, we need to actually put a list up there so you can see them and take advantage of them. But I will say one of the places you can begin is with Brightpoint, since they were our guests here last yes. night. Awesome mm-hmm. connections, financial, starting up your business. Uh, what's the other one for starting up the seed program who yeah. offers classes? Yeah. I'll say even the Career Academy, Fort Wayne mm-hmm. Community School Career Academy downtown, the former Anthus building. Dream Center, is that the, the new Dream one? The Dream Center. Yes. yes. So there's there's tons that we can take advantage of. And so with that being said, anybody have any other major points we want to leave our people with? The greatest one to take advantage of. The greatest. The great blood. Okay. <laughs> you gonna do it? I'll let you do it. Yeah. And what he said was one of the greatest, and this is one that is coming to formation and is coming out right now. It's called Our Neutral Voices. It's a formation, it's a grassroots organization that was put together by people of the community for the community. Uh, we have pillars, uh, spirituality, financial, mental and physical health, the arts and education, and our sports. And we're forming that. And that's going to be a resource right here in the community. We're doing some things right now to get the groundwork set. So many things are happening. We, um, we're not going to reveal them all, but if you watch, we have some things in order, things going um, that's coming about within the next year that is going to change the community and the outside of the community resources and the thought of community resources. Yes, and I'm happy and excited to be a part of it. And so I look forward to that. All right, thank you. And so thank you for hanging out with us. This is neutral fo- neutral voices, and as we always say, E. Always protect your mind. <laughs>